everybody, this episode of Star Trek The Next Conversation is brought to you by... Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium in Hollywood, California. I know. A lot of suspense. Who's going to sponsor the podcast? Well, there's only one place that is good enough to do so, and that is the Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium in Los Angeles, California. Hell, Hollywood, California. It is at the crossroads of entertainment, Hollywood and Highland. It is on the southeast corner of that intersection, which now has diagonal crosswalks. So if you're like, how am I going to get over there without getting hit by a car? Well, no problem anymore, thanks to the diagonal crosswalks that have made for a safe walk over to a auditorium that is full of oddities that you are asked to believe or not. But Matt, I want to bring another person and I don't want to spend more money. Well, you listen to this podcast, friend. That is possible. Thanks to us and them. It is buy one, get one after 5.30 p.m. That's right. Two people for $20 at uh, 5.30 p.m. and later. Just walk on in there. You say, hey, I want to go, but I got this friend with me. Anyway, you can cut me a deal. I listen to Star Trek The Next Conversation. They'll go, no problem, dude. That's 20 bucks. Come on in. Have a whole night of entertainment for less than a movie. All right. Anyway, here's the show. Podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Hey everybody, welcome. To Star Trek The Next Conversation, I'm Matt. I'm Andy. We have been in dry dock for a while because I've been changing a lot of wet diapers. Andy. Yes, Matt. I'm sorry to say. I don't, I, think you'll, I don't think you'll ever regain continence. So <laughs> I'll keep changing those diapers, pal. I mean, I... I'm sorry for that, and I'm sorry for the crying. No, look, it's you got to do what you got to do. You know, happy I'm an Andy, emotional person. You know what they say: happy Andy, happy life. <laughs> Am I your wife or your baby in this metaphor? Uh, unknown or both? Unknown. Uh, we're back. We have been gone for a while. Uh, thank you to everybody for being patient with us, uh, and thank you to. Uh, Andy for holding down the communication lines while uh, we've been in dry dock. I did the best I could. Mothballed. The fleet was mothballed. I hope there have been some improvements to this this old bucket. Well, look, I hear rumors that they may have either eliminated or added more doors. I don't know yet. Oh, wow. We're going to take a walk and find out eventually. But, Is that where uh, most of the adjustments have been? Yeah, the they're Admirals all doors. Club? It's all doors. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. I mean, hey. We've been trying to do this episode. He really has here been, and there. He has been uh, chomping at the bit. He brings it up. You uh, know, he has to cancel because stuff comes up. And well, then, what are you going to do? Yeah, you know, we were going to record it two weeks ago. He's got relatives all of a sudden, in his house. Yes, yeah, so I have my parents are in Currently, here. Currently, get a load of this. Mary Myra. Oh yeah, is in the other room. Star of such face groups as TNC. 
That's right. <laughs> Check out the face group and, um, uh, and delight in the presence of Mary Myra. Direct line to Mary Myra right there. I'm kind of surprised that he's closed the uh, the the pod bay doors on her. <laughs> she's she's right outside. Well, partially it was take part. to not see the Red Sox game that's happening. I see. Uh, and otherwise, it was for sound. You know, the baby's around. There's uh, a lot of, st- up lot of and factors, about. certainly. We've got, we've got uh, Dory, we've got Henry, we've got uh, my dad, we've got my mom. Where's Bo? Bo is at the Chateau Marmotte uh, gotcha. today. He'll be picked up in a bit. Um, but yeah, look, we're trying to, we're just keeping on keeping on here. I gotta say, when I got home the other night, I was like, man, my chest hurts. And uh, Bo had given me a, a <laughs> direwolf-sized... Uh, claw mark right across my oh, chest. Andy, in his delight at seeing me. Andy, I need to uh, play some sort of sound effect here. Wait a second. Hang on, hang on, everybody. The sound effect is coming, and then we're gonna. I have a question. Let's see. I'll go with I'll go with this. Here we go. Okay. Andy. Yes, Matt. How many Andes, without spoiling anything, would you give your Game of Thrones? The the finale? Yeah. Oh, that's a very valid question. Um, you can't, so it's going to be hard because you can't really explain yourself. No, I, I don't know. want you spoiling anything for anybody. I would give it a, um, I would give it a five. Five Andes? Yeah. On a scale of one to ten Andes? Yeah. The standard ten Andy scale? Correct. Wow. Wow. There are others. I have not been as down on the last season yes. as others have been, and there are moments that I would I would rate uh, at least a nine or a ten. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, the finale was not what I wanted it to be fully. So and as with many people, rather than sticking the landing, you failed. I don't have the hate that other people. Other people are real aggressive about it. I don't I don't have that perspective. I feel like they really did try. I just don't think they. Yeah, I've been so it. off uh, the soch anyway. Like uh, Lost, I was screaming expletives at, right. the, at the screen because it's like you built your whole show around reveals and we're going to tell you what it is going to be satisfying and then they didn't do it. That's the danger, you know, when you're Game of Thrones, to... there's lots of so many satisfying, amazing moments throughout along the way. Well, it's less of a show about mysteries and more exactly. of a show about conflict. Correct. Yeah. So it's easier to do that. You don't have to open a mystery box. Correct. To un- ultimately get disappointed. Yeah. And but... if you're going to build a mystery box... Have there be a mystery in it? Yeah, well, I mean, there was. It had well, a question mark on it. Yeah, have there be an answer to the mystery. Ah, there you go. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It did have a giant question mark on it, that's for sure. Uh, so, Andy, it's uh, season five here. We're rolling in. It's uh, true. If you're on the Patreon, if you're a supporter of us there, thank you all for being uh, so, uh, what do we say, uh, understanding yet again. Yeah. Uh, we did... Uh, we did the lieutenant's one for this month is already up. We got to do Captain America Civ no Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. They're very excited about that. Haven't watched it yet. Was gonna go see Endgame today. Yeah. Today was the day. I was wondering. He I asked cleared me the decks with uh, my wife. Cleared the decks with my mother and the babysitter. I was like, here we go, everybody. Today's the day. I'm gonna do it. And then, unfortunately for me, there were no movie times that lined up with the conduciveness of seeing the movie and then being able to do the podcast so i chose you guys over uh what you call it crazy over avengers endgame i'm kind of looking forward to uh on the uh on the 
um, Patreon, we have uh, an in-game thread, spoiler thread, where people are asking Ooh, their questions and, and commenting oh, their comments. Oh, so I could be participating yeah. in that in like a special little bonus. Exactly. Oh, that's exciting. Well, I will make it my goal to see it this week, Andy, because... Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. I gotta say that. I really hope to enjoy it. My mother uh, specifically said, when I come out, you can see Endgame, and I've been like, okay, I'm gonna do it on Tuesday. And Is then... your mom a Marvel head, too? No, no, no. She just, she's listened to... A uh, Marvel head from Marblehead? <laughs> Marvel. <laughs> Marvel head from Marblehead. <laughs> Uh, I, she's just the. She listens to the excellent podcast, which is uh, every week. I talk about how I haven't been able to see him. <laughs> you know, because as the baby was coming, I'm like, I hope he hangs out long enough to sure. be able to see Endgame. And then here we are. I think we were about to see it. And then I definitely uh, you I were going to see it Wednesday. For, I bought tickets Thursday for him, night, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the Tuesday. baby came on Wednesday. Like oh, a Wednesday. Dick. There you go. Like a dick. Matt, in the meantime... Oh, Andy Ensign Roe, should they watch this we? episode? I'll tell you what. Wait. Oh. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? It's been I really so thought long. I was ahead of the game. Let me like, launch... I really thought I was nailing it. Let me launch the ship out of dry dock. Oh, fun. Matt, would you have them watch this episode? Sure. Sure. This is a great episode. You're oh, really? Crazy. You like it a lot. I love it. Oh, Andy <laughs> likes it. I know why he likes it. Dastardly uh, doings. Uh, no, I like it because of uh, the uh, the quality of a dr- drama and, oh, uh, yeah, and right. sci-fi uh, and uh, <laughs> the aesthetic appeal of the, our production design. Uh, it's going to take us a bit, but we'll be back in the rhythm pretty soon, guys. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't you worry. No problems here. Uh... Whenever you're ready, buddy, we can head Ugh. over to the Admirals Club. Well, am I ever ready? Guess what? Yeah. Here we go. Thanks to yeah. the latest advancements, uh, Starbase 47 has upgraded all of our systems, Andy. Yeah. And from what I hear, <laughs> this door is going to be 6% smoother. Here we go. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah, you can hear, you can hear the difference. It's really, did a great job. It really did. Uh, if you want to join the Admirals Club, just leave a five star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, wherever your pods are sold. Matt, how do they get into the Admirals Club? But that's what I just said. All oh, right. So here's our first one from the other white Matt, and he says, "So good, you'll want a secunda serving." I'm Secunda. Oh. My name is Secunda. He made a pun out of it. Um, uh, and he says, I love Matt's near comprehensive knowledge of Trekdom and Andy's enthusiasm. They have my work companions. They've been my work companions for the last month or so as I service and clean people's pools, many times causing me to break out in peals of laughter, accompanied by odd stares from homeowners who have no idea what the pool guy is listening to. Thanks for filling my days with spectacular commentary for mediocre episodes of one of my favorite shows. You're very welcome. We're happy to get those pools clean. Yeah. Part of your enjoyment of the show could be the chlorine. You don't know. Do you want a pool someday? Do you, not, do you, do do you I care about pools? Pool? I, grew pools? Up with a, I grew up with a pool. They're a pain in the butt. Yeah, in Boston. What do you use that for, like two months a year? Uh, open it up, uh, like, you know, that'd be the Memorial Day cookout, and then you close it Labor Day. Yeah, May, June, July, August. Got any pool parties? You have any we had pool, pool parties. parties? My birthday every year was a pool party. Was it really? Yeah. August baby, so. Were they Trek-themed? 
they were not Trek themed. There was no theming going on. No. It wasn't like every year we'd have a bar mitzvah. No. <laughs> um, and uh, the next one is from uh, Jewelry Jelly, who says, the best TNG podcast. <laughs> Andy's change in tone made it sound like there was an edit. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> what did I do? You were like, "Oh, was there was, was there themes?" And the I don't know. <laughs> it was very funny. It was very funny uh, was, to me. I, mean, I was. I feel like you're uh, you're unsettled by the smoothness. Uh, I just jump from one oh, thing to the next. Sure. Or do it? Should it, would a, would a true pro have gone like? Speaking of uh, theme parties, well, sure. let's get back to the Trek theme. You can segue it if <laughs> yeah. you'd like to, but you don't have to. Right. I don't have all the skills it's of podcasting right. or any. Uh, the best TNG podcast that also drops sweet canopy. Canopy Lake Park references. Yeah. You've engaged the listeners. This one in particular Ghost Sox, Bruins, and Riverhawks. Wow. Nicely done, UMass Lowell's Riverhawks. Sure, sure, sure. Are the Riverhawks the. Hockey team? No, no Riverhawks are, are UMass Lowell. They're their teams. They're baseball. Oh, they're all hockey. baseball. Uh, uh, hockey. Bruins are hockey, right? Bruins are hockey. Also, yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not. I'm not what you'd call a sporto. <laughs> no, see, they know that because no one would call it a sporto. <laughs> what do you call it? Sports fans? Nah. <laughs> not a sporto. Sporto existed at some point. Sure, sporto. Hang in there, sporto. Anyway. Let's head into the president circle now. Oh, if you want. Boy, I don't know if they oh want to. Oh boy! Are there more doors we have to get through, or less doors? Uh, let's see. Hang on. So you got to hit this button first. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then we just have to pump this. Hang on. We just hit this. Yeah. It's just, it's a, you know, because the president circle is so much security now. Oh yeah. Because word there's... has gotten out about all of the macaroni and cheese in here. Sure. Hang on. Just people trying more. to slip in. Yeah. Use contacts to get in. All well, right. There's only one way in. Here we go. Uh-huh. The United Federation of Planets President Circle. United Federation of Planets President Circle. Looks delightful today. Ooh, it's very, it's very swanky in here. Everything is cushioned. <laughs> Everything is velvety now. Hollow DJ dialed up some cushions. Yeah, it's really wow. It's really a very sweet. Oh Siri, shut your face. Um, no, uh, no. Is a hollow DJ on break? Is he? Uh... Well, here's the thing. Yeah, when they replace the doors, they uh, accidentally. Sealed the hollow DJ in the other room. Oh no! Yeah, is he dead? He, <laughs> I don't know how much air he's getting. <laughs> oh jeez! Uh, what was it? What was the Star Trek movie where they had a, a refit and then there were like things that weren't quite operational? Star Trek Five when they got the Enterprise A. Gotcha. You're thinking of yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Lieutenant Kelly Newman. Well, was in it? fairness, to Andy, he also could be referencing the motion picture post the refit. Where Decker is like, I know all these systems. I think it was more more comedic, so that was. So you're thinking it's... of uh, Scotty saying, "I know these uh, things like that. I know the ship like the back of my hand." Boom. And then he hits his hand. Is that yeah? Sure. Yeah. That's Star Trek Five, directed um, by William Shatner. Yeah, I guess you'd know that. Andy, you seem down. Do I? Yeah, I think I'm just chill. Oh, 
chill Andy is not down Andy. Okay. No. Okay. Although it was my birthday yesterday, and that always does uh, take take me down emotionally about but ten notches. You went to Disneyland. I did go to Disneyland. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, went on a little pre. Uh, this is pre Star Wars. Yeah, I know. I tried to pull some strings. They got to be doing soft opening stuff for the big shots. But Secunda apparently is not enough of a big shot. It should come as no surprise to anyone. You'll get there. Um, but uh, um, but anyway, that uh, that didn't uh, that was I, fine. I did get to go to the press. The longest lines I've ever seen at Disneyland. It was so it impossible. Going, listen, it is it is it every single time I go, it's yeah. getting progressively uh, crazier. Why? Every time it gets worse and worse and worse. I don't know. And it has gotten it, to the point where I'm just like, summer, but no, a, it was a Monday. It was crazy. I'm just like, uh-uh. at this point, like, I do not want to go to Disneyland. It's crazy to me. Well, you have to go to Disneyland, man. I don't know that I want to. Well, it's very busy. Yeah. It's too busy. I mean, but it's, it's no, it's not fun. It's, did you have a guide? I didn't have a guide. I'm you sort didn't of, have a guide. I was kind of thinking I would save the guide for Star Wars. Yeah, but even still, I don't think the guide's going to get you much over on the Star Wars side of things. What do you mean? Aren't they aren't they allowed to just bypass the lines? Unknown. New rules over there. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that'll be the worst. That's the only reason I've been holding out. <laughs> um, That would be a real downer. I also had my birthday button. Yes. Yeah, so did that get you any free desserts or or high, happy birthdays from cast members. They got me more of the second, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. than the first. I got one free drink. There you oh, go. We ate at Napa Rose, which is I the fine Napa dining. Rose. I've never uh, eaten there before. That's my jam over it there. It was a delightful meal. It's a very good restaurant. Um, didn't uh, didn't have time to get on Space Mountain. Well, uh, you didn't have three free hours to wait in line. That's yeah, so weird. It's difficult. What was the line? What was it like? One twenty. 120 minutes, I bet. It was pretty insane. Yeah. And it was mostly the dinner reservation that stopped us. Uh, we did go on cars, though. That was fun. You single rider lined that or fast passed it? I think you know the answer to that. Single rider line, yeah. You're not going to prepare a fast pass because you're Andy. Correct. I, um, I, I would do it if I really wanted to line it up. But I was with it was with people who were like more like, hey, let's just have a chill day. So uh, you you got to shift out of the... You gotta shift out of the I mean, attack. I like the mindset. idea of having a chill day at Disneyland, but I, I just think there's no there's no way to. It isn't doesn't exist anymore. Here's my uh, barometer question, Andy. How long was the wait at the Pirates of the Caribbean? Did you bother? I didn't. I didn't do it. Um, I think it was. It wasn't. It was 45 minutes. Oh Jesus Christ! That's long. In my day, the longest I would ever see that was 25 minutes. Oh really? It yeah, is. I mean, I've definitely been there when it, this was this was impossible. Here, here, I'll give you, I'll give you the biggest, I'll give you the biggest example what of how big. What day of the week was it? It was, it was a Monday. Monday. What Should the have fuck been insane. I think it has something to do with the Star Wars opening, and I think things were closed. But I'll say this: here's an, here's an example. Yeah, my friends had never had the beignets. Sure, uh, you walk got to them New over Orleans, there. Yeah, a line is long around the block for beignets. It was incredible. It's terrible. What time did you get there? At an awkward moment with a guy where uh, I, I was like, this must be a line for the restaurant. What is it? Something Square, whatever's next to it. Blue Bayou? It, no. It's, there's a restaurant right next to the beignets. Uh-huh. And uh, he had a kid on his head. And I was just like, I'm sorry, is this, uh, what is this the line for? And he goes, uh, it's the line for the um, thing. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, um, okay. And then he goes, it's the line for the beignets. 
or the big vignettes. And uh, I go, the beignets? And I didn't, I wasn't trying to correct him. <laughs> and I realized he was trying to avoid saying beignets. And then I embarrassed him. I didn't mean to do that. Well, now that kid will never respect him. I know. <laughs> Poor guy. And he's very sweet that you're still I only know the pronunciation of that particular word because it's food related. That's very true. <laughs> I'm an idiot the rest of the time. So, uh,. <laughs> Andy's birthday yesterday, of course, Matt forgot. If you follow our uh, Instagram, you can see the lovely exchange that we had where I, and somehow my wife knew before I said it. And I said afterwards to her, I was like, how did you know? She's like, I saw it on Facebook. And I was like, oh, I didn't see it on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to, I don't go on there. I turned I, uh, I turned it off because I, I want to see who my true friends are. <laughs> I turned off the alert. <laughs> so only the people that know when my birthday is say a happy birthday. Well, how did she know from Facebook, though? She, she, I don't think she, she knew said from she Facebook. knew from Facebook. Oh, she knew from yeah, Facebook. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's maybe not someone had then. said happy birthday yeah, to maybe. you, and then she saw that post or something. Right. Anyway, long yeah, story I short, said that said, years and years of apologizing. Talk to me. In this the is day. your second. This didn't is your, say anything, and I was like, oh boy. No, I didn't because I was just talking to you like a normal person. Yeah. You know what? You know how. And you then know? somebody said, "Hey, you can't. You can't blame him. He's got baby on the brain." I was like, "Didn't affect the mother." Right, I agree with that. By the way, I agree with that entirely. Um, but uh, but uh, Matt was I very say, sweet. I did. I baked you the cake. You cake me a, me a cake. Terrible job of it. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's I'm gonna post so it. So bad. It is so it, bad. It looks like uh, in in uh, I don't know if Discovery is the it's like after the after the Klingons and the Federation face off and there's the wreckage floating in space. Yeah. That's what it looks like. It really is. Uh, but look, icing. Uh, and ordered, golden cake, I'll eat it. I'll I ordered it. Uh, two of the icing and two of the cake because my yeah. plan was to just do uh, two rounds. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I was going to do three rounds and layer it. You know, You're going to do a triple, a triple, do a triple cake? layer. Oh, I, I admire I was that. I'm going to do a triple layer and then. If you ever it. did that for me, that would, it has never been done. Andy, it will be done for you. I, I can do it. Here's the sad part about that, Andy, is that, yeah. that I, I, for a living, I decorated cakes. And what the f? With the with the amount of fucking frosting and the weird size cake pans I had to use I was like this is like I almost not a professional's tools I I almost threw it out but I kept it because I was like I gotta keep this so he knows I had some effort oh yeah sure (laughs) and you know I'll eat that we can both eat it Um, a box cake and a a yellow cake and a chocolate icing that's all I need and it's amazing how many how many people over the years I've said that to and uh, very few have ever made me a cake (laughs) what are you gonna do it was very funny someone did yesterday though last night I was like I'm I'm baking and my uh, wife was like what are you talking about she's like I gotta bake for Andy it's his birthday she's (laughs) like yeah Today was his birthday. You're baking. It's a night. It's like eight o'clock at night. It's like I know. So I was like, "There's an Instacart lady coming with all the cake stuff. I need to make." My I'm cake. caught in an, an emotional, in an emotional chess match, and I'm losing. I have to bake a cake. Uh, that was my only way out. <laughs> um. Anyway, President talking Circle about cake, so much fun. <laughs> you know, what's fun in addition to birthdays is uh, the President Circle and our second. Oh, our first uh, Christopher Pike Medal of Valor awardee uh, from the subspace messages on our Patreon is Lieutenant Kelly Newman, um, who, in keeping with the theme, says, because uh, I said basically some version of we're so sorry, we're doing everything we can, we're going to get, get your content. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lieutenant Newman says, no question, just a huge congrats to Matt. The clouds have parted in L.A. and it's a beautiful day for podcasting. So true. And we're back. And Lieutenant Gary Martinez 
says uh, in response to the more hells episode oh we threw out a, uh, a more hells episode at a long time ago voted request mm-hmm. um where we answer uh more hails they get it hails <laughs> <laughs> you know you're like i got a second i did. you know you guys send emails and uh and voicemails well we call them hails you know try and keep it the star trek theme well, these are a few more. <laughs> Once again, Paul, you have clarified my thoughts perfectly. There's a little Letterman reference for you very, very old people. Uh, anyway, in response we to more hails. Letters. <laughs> letters. Nice. We get back the of letters. What a great show that was. Letters. <laughs> Anton Fig on the drums. <laughs> In response to the More Hales episode where you guys talked about the transparent aluminum yep. in Star Trek IV, mm. uh, why was it so important to make a transparent whale tank inside the Klingon ship? Was it so the whales would have a clear view of the bulkheads across the passageway? Anyway, love the show, Lieutenant Martinez. Respectfully, Lieutenant Martinez. You know what? He gets $5 because I have never thought about that. It's so true. They've got sensors. Presumably, they'd be able to monitor whale health. <laughs> totally. It's just... <laughs> it's just an aesthetic thing. It's just so that people feel... It's an aesthetic choice. Like, uh, like well, you, you don't put a whale in a tank where they yeah, can't see just, out. That's just rude. <laughs> Why would you do that to the whale? Um, They've got to know there's more to this than the cargo bay they're in. <laughs> um, also, like, yeah. when, they park the, when they park the Klingon bird of prey... Yeah, and they, uh, you know, they get out in the park. Yeah, remember? I sure movie? do. Yeah, they land cloaked. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're walking next to it, there's just no way those whales fit in there. That's a good question. What the size of it is? It's not a good question. It's, it's just, a great point because they're because just proportionally. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like there'd be room for these whales. Yeah, maybe they're very small whales. <sighs> I don't know. Do we any. see anything about it that says how big the whales are? I mean, they're whales, so you see, you know, you see, you see Spock, Vulcan, whale. mind melding with the whale. They seem, and he's pretty big. Right? Yeah, he's pretty big, pretty big. Whale. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, uh, this whale, how big is it? <laughs> it's like whale size. Whoa, that's huge. All right, we got your whale-sized uh, bus. It's a, it's a great blue whale. That's what you wanted, right? <laughs> great blue whale. There's no such thing as a blue whale. There's a great white whale. No. There's a great blue whale. Isn't there a, is the, the great white? See, no, that's extinct. a great white shark. There's a blue whale. I think that's what's in the, the Museum of Natural History, if I'm not wrong. No. Am I wrong? Squid, it's a big blue whale. It's a 100-foot no. blue whale. I think I'm wrong. And it's just giant, a blue whale. A gi- oh, you think, you know what you did? You, you, There's a giant squid. Uh-huh. And a, and, a, and a blue whale. No, I'm talking about the and one the, above. Yes, the tangy, that... Yeah, that's a blue whale. I thought yeah, it was, yeah. I thought they were called great blue whales when they were big. But. So your brain, I think, just threw those two things together into one name. The, the, but what uh, does but not great have great to do squids. with squids? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, point is, thank you all for it's joining regular us. regular whale. We'll talk to you later. I thought they were extinct at some point. The blue whale? Yeah, I thought no. they, were, they were on the... Not yet. I remember something. I'm leaving the president's circle. Wait, I'm in... You're in? You're still in there? Oh, God. I think Andy's airway's cut off. I got to talk to the Starbase about these doors. Let me just see if I can fix the... Oh. You know, I don't remember which order I'm supposed to hit these buttons. Guys, let's all talk about Andy for a moment. He was a great man. Uh, 
He really knew how to make you all feel sorry for him. <laughs> oh, here's the button. There we go. Hey, Andy, come on hey. out. Did you say anything mean about me while I was in there? No. I can't open the doors because, uh, ironically, I don't have a membership to the president's circle. So they do not oh. respond to me in or out. I thought it was because you have no soul and the sensor at the door looks for a soul. Well, I'm also a space vampire. <laughs> Which existed uh, in Buck Rogers, <laughs> FYI. That's why that's better. <laughs> Did you ever, I don't remember, we must have. Did I that. ever watch Buck Rogers? I mean, I've seen Buck Rogers. But you weren't a Buck Rogers fan. I mean, I wasn't, it's just, you know, you know these things had to that air. That was one of my favorite sci-fi shows. These things had to air a bunch. He was a James Bond. specific channel. He was a James Bond of space, man. Well, I disagree. What do you mean? He, uh, he, have he, you he seen, gambled? Have you seen Moonraker? The ladies loved him? Have you seen Moonraker? In addition to James Bond, he was the James Bond of space. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> he was the future James Bond of I space. I accept. Although technically you could argue he's not because he's from the past, so the whole thing <laughs> falls apart. Anyway, we're done. Were we in the hallway, Matt? I'm so We didn't make it. We didn't make it there yet, Andy. Okay. We got to walk through the regular uh, okay. the regular door here. Here we go. And that was the Admiral's Club. Captain, Captain, we are being hailed. See, we have uh, letters, uh, we have emails and uh, voicemails, and they send them to us, and then we uh, we answer them in this uh, this uh, hailing portion. So we, uh, we answer them, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Paul. We, uh, we answer the hails that uh, people send us. They send uh, them, huh? <laughs> That's correct, Paul. Um, and here and is... And then like a nice little bass run right there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a pretty good uh, Paul Schaefer yeah. you got over there. Sure. Um, and uh, here, uh, they're all voice sales today. I knew you would enjoy that. Oh, Voice. And here's the first one. Uh, it's almost a little bit like a recap of the current doings. Hi, Matt. Andy, Dory, Harry, and Bo. Hmm. Greetings from Adelaide, South Australia. I'm another temporal agent returning home after a long mission that started in January 2019. I was there during the introduction of the doors to the Admirals Club. <laughs> I was there during the Britney phase. I was there during the push for Matt Myrell on After Trek. I was even there when Andy was giddy with joy over present day. As I got closer to the present day, I experienced the time when Harry's arrival stopped production. What was the last one? With uh, with me, Andy's the... Oh, you're getting for the coming day. I believe he's referring to the day of Harry's birth. Oh, I see. Gotcha. I was there later in season five when Andy's specific school of acting demonstrated how to change a nappy. <laughs> I was there in season six when Matt and Frakes jammed a quick couple of numbers during the Ask Frakes segment. But the highlight <laughs> was, the, was during season seven when Andy brings a date to the taping that she knows more about Star Trek than he does. Oh, I love question. it. If a remake of The Running Man is produced, who would you have as a leading man? The Rock, Chris Hemsworth, or Chris Evans? I personally think Neil Patrick Harris as the bad guy would be a perfect fit. As love the game show host? Yeah, as, as a, the Dawson part. Dawson part. That's an it's interesting really question. Interesting. You know, I was like on board for... The Rock, obviously. The Rock is and definitely all of a sudden, the modern day Schwarzenegger. But all of a sudden, you said Hemsworth, and I'm like, yeah. You and then you brought up you brought everything. up Evans, and I was like, you know, Evans is good, but I want I want some of that uh, Hemsworth Tommy. humor, right? Although there is an aspect of if you pick someone perfect, I feel like you know, as, as solid as amazing as uh, Neil Patrick Harris is, I feel like you could pick 
a comedic villain that would be like, what about Bill Murray? Um, yeah, just uh, vamping it up, doing whatever he does. It's doing I basically mean, his lamb singer character. Be, no, he'd be more his. He'd be more Mad Dog and Glory. No, Pete uh, Bankman. Oh yeah, yeah. Because as Pete Sigourney Bankman. Weaver says in the movie, Ad-lib you're more line. like a game show. Ad lib line. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, yeah. From her? Yeah. Good job, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Um, that sounded patronizing. It really Sigourney did. Weaver's. It was very strange. Well, it's because I would expect Bill Murray to be the one who was ad-libbing all the lines. Well, I mean, they had a lot of fun on that set. Good for her. Um, anyway, uh, there you go. We discussed it. it <laughs> you pick discussion. your best. Uh, um, here's another one. Yeah. Hey, Matt and Andy. This is Seth calling from Salt Lake City. Uh, Andy, I'm sorry. I don't have an accent. At least not a very fun one. Um, but I do have a question, uh, Matt. This is probably for you. But so the Borg, mm-hmm. you know, they're traveling throughout the galaxy, assimilating other cultures, mm-hmm. and their whole motto and their reason for being is they're going to add their biological and technological distinctiveness to their own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, I've never seen a Borg cube or a Borg sphere or anything that has cloaking technology. Mm. So that seems peculiar to me. You'd think that at some point in all their conquests, they would have assimilated a Klingon or a Romulan engineer or science officer or something. So anyway, thought I'd get your input on that. Uh, I might have broken it, Matt. Uh, hopefully you can fix it. Hmm. Thanks, guys. Um, Thanks, Matt. You know, I think the technology edge of it, I, first of all, I don't think a Klingon or a Romulan would allow themselves to be taken by the Borg. Uh because they could hide with their cloaking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say that. Don't know that that's accurate, but I'll say that. And then the other thing I'll say is that the... Um, my thought is that much like in uh, First Contact, what happens is they sort of assimilate the vessel. They uh-huh. turn the vessel into a Borg vessel. So wherever they are, they can make it more Borg-like. You know what I mean? So I feel like because of the cloaking, they haven't gotten a hold of any of these ships that... Uh, and they, you know, maybe if they maybe if they just hung on to the Defiant a little bit longer, they could have gotten a cloaking device. Is there an aspect of uh, just the arrogance of the Borg that they're like, we don't need a cloaking device, don't we don't need to Borg, hide from anybody? Uh, I don't think the Borg are. That's true. They don't need a cloaking device. I mean, I know you could argue that they're sort of machine-like, and therefore they don't have arrogance. But everything about them is. Well, yeah, they're looking for this uh, quote-unquote perfection, which yeah. is, I suppose, arrogant in and of itself to think that perfection is a thing attainable. That's interesting. I mean, they definitely feel like they've gotten closer to perfection than anybody else. Well, so that being said, right, I think what I would say is you're, you're, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Andy. I think uh, they don't need to cloak. They don't care to yeah. be cloaked. So Andy fixed it, everybody. Andy can fix things too. <laughs> um, a little... Uh, Appropriately little... timed, uh, found it. Uh, I mean, Andy might be back and better than ever, everybody. Again, I was. I would. They they refitted me too. <laughs> um, all right, Matt. Yes. It's time for this day in track. Uh, oh, wait a minute. What am I doing? It's not. It's not. Do um, we do that first? It's so funny that you said you complimented me. I did a perfect cue. I skipped over the last hail. I didn't close out the hails. <laughs> we have one more hail, um, and uh, it uh, it's pretty apropos. Here it is. <clears throat> um, Instagram? 
it's right on target. Uh, Have I done anything with it? The answer is no. Well, I think it's directed at me, but I guess it's uh, either way. I guess it could be. Now you have the keys. I have the keys. Um, I was so cocky and proud when I when I completed my mission, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be every week now." And I haven't done a damn thing. I also haven't done anything, and I think we can share the blame there, Andy. Fair enough. Um, anyway, Matt, that is it for the hills. Hailing frequencies closed, sir. Hailing frequencies closed. Um, and now it's time to uh, open up this day in Trek. Um, he likes the nightlife. He likes the boogie. It's uh, going to be Emotions by Mariah Carey. Um, I second that emotion. That one? That's what it says mm-hmm, from mm-hmm, Lieutenant mm-hmm. Matthew Kirk. Well, Lieutenant Commander Matthew Kirk. This is uh, aired the week of October 7th, Andy, 1991. Yeah. Uh, what was the song? <laughs> Mariah Carey. Emotions. Okay. Emotions? Yes, by Mariah Carey. Or, you know, Everything I, I Do, it. I Do For You by Brian Adams, if you want that. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Well, you know, had we been prepped, I would have. Yeah probably gone with that one u.s listeners we're oh, back the song who sings this, who seconds that emotion what who sings that that's second oh my god we're so stupid that's that's, a, that doesn't matter Don't worry about it. anyway is that aretha franklin no 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 i gotta know that i'm looking it up don't worry about it do your thing all right um u.s listeners were feeling emotions by mariah carey while everything i do i do for you by brian adams Still captured the UK audience's Smokey Robinson. Oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. But I think the one that we're thinking of. She did a version, didn't she? No, no, no. Japan. The band Japan? This is your classic uh, TNC digression, everybody. It's what you do or don't tune in for. No, it's not Japan. Anyway, point is... <laughs> uh, Scarlet, the sequel to Gone with the Wind by Alexander Ripley, was a bestseller. I wonder if that was any good. <laughs> Seems like that would be a lot of... It would be like a, a post credit sequence that goes on for 300 pages. Um, and The Fisher King reigned for a second week at the box office. Uh, former child star Adam Rich, who played Nicholas on Eat Is Enough, and Presto the Magician on Dungeons and Dra- on the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, I didn't know that, was arrested for attempted burglary of a pharmacy. He was just a week short of his 23rd birthday. Oh, I guess he really ran through his residuals. Happens to the best of us. By the way, I need to borrow the mic. Oh, boy. <laughs> Anita Hill testifies in Clarence Har- uh, Thomas hearings. Um... Uh, Thomas is eventually appointed to the Supreme Court by a vote of 5248. NBC debuted I'll Fly Away um, with Sam Watterson. I don't know what's the. I'm just. I'm sort of. I'm scanning through it to see what, why that's that's that relevant. I think. I think Matt Kirk is just letting us know what was going on on TV at that moment. Uh, Time magazine's cover featured a large explosion at a distance, which is something I requested of him. FYI, uh, a large explosion at a distance with the caption "Diffusing the nuclear threat." What Bush did not give up. What Gorbachev stands to gain. Cool. Uh, all right, Andy. Since this aired October seventh, nineteen ninety one, 
might be important oh, wait. to know what happened uh, sorry. to the chairman that month. Oh yeah, there you go. You were way ahead of me. Did you did you shift gears or did you remember? No, I remembered. Okay. There you go. Well, you remember <laughs> you know how I know I remembered? Because this is sitting up on my computer right now. Here we go, guys. Frank Sinatra, come on! Da, 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 da. It's time for that segment everybody hates. <laughs> for Frank Sinatra, come on! Hey, among the stars. Oh boy. Let me see what spring is Ensign like Rowe, here we go. On this date, Jupiter the Diamond Jubilee Mars. World Tour continued <laughs> with a performance at the Congress Gabot in The Hague. Uh, the Prince William Alexander Hall held 2,000 seats on uh, the Prince Alexa- William Alexander Hall, uh, which went for 250 to 750 guilders. <laughs> that was approximately 125 to $375. That's pretty good to see the, the chairman of the board, I say. I agree. Oh, is that it? That's all he was doing? That's all he was doing. Well, <laughs> thanks, boss. Thanks, Sinatra, doing. It's always good to know what he was doing. You know? Sure. I like that we do know what he was doing. This is Ensign Rowe, Andy, directed by Les Landau. Yeah. Teleplay by T. Michael Piller. I've never seen Michael Piller with a T period in front of his name. Huh. Wait. The man. Hang on. Teleplay by T. Michael Piller. Tiberius. Hang on. Story by Rick Berman and Michael Piller. That must be a misprint. Unless... That's very strange. Unless that's like a, his, a mirror his, universe, his brother Michael Piller. <laughs> All right, so here it is, Andy. After Bajoran extremists attack a Federation colony, Ensign Rowe, trouble. I wonder if it's to get around some weird WGA rule that you can't, I don't know, something. Do the story in the teleplay? I guess you can. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, troubled young Starfleet officer comes aboard the Enterprise. The crew resents her presence. Rowe was court-martialed after disobeying orders on an away team mission that led to eight deaths. Starfleet Admiral Kennelly has pardoned Roe, who is also Bajoran, hoping she can help persuade the militant Bajoran leader, Orta, to call off the raids and agree to a resettlement. The Bajorans were displaced from their home by the Cardassians some 40 years ago. Already uneasy at Roe's presence, Picard angrily confines the ensign to quarters after she gets his away team taken hostage while tracking Orta, but Picard soon learns that the Bajoran was not responsible for the raid on the Federation colony. Guinan then befriends Roe and persuades the Ensign to reveal uh, Kennelly's secret reason for sending her on the mission to Picard. In return for her freedom, Roe is secretly to offer Orta arms and ships, then allow his vessel to be destroyed by a Cardassian ship once he comes out of hiding. Kennelly will order the Enterprise not to interfere in order to protect the peace treaty with the Cardassians. Picard allows the plan to proceed, but with a twist, the Cardassians destroy an empty ship. At first, Furious Kennelly, shocked to find the Cardassians, staged the raid on the Federation and themselves to enlist aid in destroying the, uh, wait, this is on the next page here, guys. Follow along here. Hope you're paying attention. Bajorans. Afterward, Picard (laughs) offers Roe a chance to remain in Starfleet aboard his ship. She accepts. There we go. Okay. Perfect. And by perfect, I mean... Here it is, the episode we've all been waiting for, featuring... Thank you. Finally, Mott the Barber has appeared. T. Michael Myra. So, this time, you were lucky. Uh, I suppose all's well that ends well, but if I'd been in your shoes... Well, you know, that 
really does look very nice, Mr. Mott. I think that will be sufficient. Uh, hold on. Mm. There. You know, I must tell you, Captain, Will Riker was in for a trim yesterday, and he agrees with me 100%. Bridge to Captain Picard? Yes. Sorry to interrupt. We're receiving an emergency distress signal from the Solarian 4 colony. Uh-oh. That's right along the Cardassian border. <laughs> Lay in a new course. I'm on my way. I told him we shouldn't have colonized so close to the Cardassians. I gotta say... As Star Trek comedy goes, it's pretty solid. Well, you know, I think anytime you get day to day life aboard the Enterprise, I'm on board. I, with the clear the Enterprise. Yes. Um, but that scene, uh, he could have been overplayed. I think the Mott the Barber guy is uh, great. Um, I enjoyed it. You have no uh, suggestions acting wise for Mott the Barber? I mean, no, this guy's, he's, he's clearly, he's, he's, he's a, a wash in specificity. He's a graduate. He's yes, a graduate. He's, he's graduate. He's one of my, he's one of my, my, uh, my favorite Report. students. The signal ended abruptly at 0455, unable to raise him on subspace. Hail him on the upper and lower band frequencies, Mr. Wolf. I've tried. No response. Time to the Solarian system. 26 minutes, Captain. I understand you've been discussing alternative adversarial engagement strategy with Mr. Mott. It'd be more accurate to say he was discussing them with me. He's the best barber in Starfleet. What can you do? Sir, receiving an... <laughs> uh, honestly, we... I feel like Frakes needs a trim here. <laughs> well, maybe he's avoiding going in, because even though he knows he's going to get a good cut, it's uh, going to be a pain in the ass. But, uh... Really? Is it best barber? That's not a thing. They can just put their heads in a machine and just uh, just program well, what they how, want. You know how it is, Andy. Don't you like occasionally a, a warm, straight razor shave from a from a fancy barber? You know, I don't. Uh, I'm not. I'm not part of the the straight razor culture. I did get one just before my uh, my failed marriage, but um, hey, there's still time to turn it around. <laughs> I don't think there is. <laughs> um, let's see, Mott was played by Ken Thorley. Um, he was in Seinfeld. Um, it's the Mott Minute. As a car salesman? I don't know. Is he the one who sold the uh, John Voight LeBaron? The Mom and Pop store? Is that what that episode is? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't remember either. The <laughs> And Buffy the Bear Tune into podcasts where two white guys kind of remember something. <laughs> You've been listening to podcasts. Curb your enthusiasm as judge, but I don't. Uh, none of these are a claim to fame for Secunda. Sorry. Well, did you know him from something big? Like you didn't look no, at him. I didn't. It wasn't triggered. No. So of course, there's no claim to fame. No, I know. That's what I'm. Jeez, Andy, I'm, you're correcting me, you're, and we're agreeing. You're breaking your own system. <laughs> we're agreeing. My uh, word. Uh, uh, so to the point with the intro, and Andy, look at this. She's yeah. arriving at a starbase. I love I'm it. I'm so excited. Ellie has rendezvous to discuss the Bajoran terrorist attack. <laughs> this Don't understand. Don't weird understand sub the choice. Word. So strange. No reason for it. Is it like that? The clues point to his guilt at the end. But why do you need this? Like, I think at the end, Picard ties the dots and like, well, you caught that when you were dealing with the whatever and blah, blah. But it's like, why? That's a good point. Don't like it. We have a lot of whys, you know? Yeah. 
Not a lot of half. Sorry. Ginger tea with honey, 80 degrees Celsius. Jeez, Louise, that's very hot. <laughs> Is it? Uh, I don't tea. have a perception. Well, he's Earl Grey hot. That's what he's all about. <laughs> It'd be great if he put it in his and just spat at it, Picard. Ah, ah. <laughs> Picard's reacting, and then he's got second-degree burns. <laughs> Pressure finally comes up and is like, I told you how many times, Captain? Celsius and Fahrenheit are different. Secure for the common cold. Common hell. Pick this up from Cardassian liaison. Ginger with honey. Some damn virus they've sicked on me. Did he have anything to say about this attack? It's the same old story for the Cardassians. This sounds overdubbed. Yeah, I agree. They've had terrorist problems ever since. Maybe he just wasn't doing a good job of sounding like he had a cold. He was just over. And they're like, it. let's bring it back in and uh, <laughs> make it make sure we know, we know your nose is stuffy. Or maybe he was overplaying it. Bajoran homeworld. Ever since the annexed the Bajoran homeworld. Uh, cut. <laughs> what's, what's wrong? <laughs> Just did I not nail it? A little worried about the way you're approaching nice. the did, scene. Did you want me to lean it on it a little bit harder? Oh, we got to know this guy's sick. Is there a way to lean back? Uh, uh, yeah, we can try. Yeah. But right. I just felt like it was important. I've, clearly, this is an important plot point. Well, it's a plot point, yes. <laughs> okay. It's no more important or less important than anything we have here. Okay. All right. Ready? Action. I think the thing for next. Cut. Uh, let's, yeah. Nope. That was great. Let's print it. Great. We're going to need to do ADR. Set up a session. I can hear you. What? <laughs> 40 years. They've never attacked a Federation target. Sipping a new militant liquid. splinter group has broken away from the Bajoran settlement camps. Leader's name is Orta. Apparently he's willing to do whatever he has to to get attention. And our response? The seeds of the Jem'Hadar, perhaps? Jean-Luc. I mean, not the Jem'Hadar. I'm what the fuck are they called? The Jem'Hadar is in Dune, right? No, the Jem'Hadar are uh, Star Trek, oh. or the Gamma Quadrant aliens, but... Uh, Andy, the rogue... Maki, thank you. Hmm. Why I got the Maki and the Jem'Hadar mixed up, beyond me. First to say the Bajora deserve attention. Chased off their own planet by the Cardassians, forced to wander the galaxy, settling wherever they can find room. It's tragic. On many worlds we've been to, they're isolated, treated as pariahs. The Federation is sympathetic to their cause, but they're not helping uh, them. I see. There was a typo. There is no T. Michael Pillar. Cells with an attack like Yay. this. Yay. That's what I want you to communicate to them. But this could be done through diplomatic channels, Admiral. What do you really want of us? Find this terrorist leader, Orta. Get him back where he belongs, any way you can. Any way I can? Federation has dozens of settlements in that sector. You could lure him with desserts, to money... What do I have Lady to Bajorans? I'm persuaded to cooperate. Amnesty. International. Admiral. <laughs> and a promise that we will immediately begin to address this issue with the Cardassians. Quietly, behind the scenes, using every legitimate means possible. The Bajoran must be patient. Bajoran. Admiral, they've endured generations of sympathy and promises. How can I believe that this author would be satisfied with more of the same? It's your job to see to it that he does, John Luke. Riker to Captain Picard. 
Go another, ahead. Another douchebag. Have you approved the transfer of a new officer to the Enterprise? Negative. But we've got one waiting to beam aboard, complete with orders. Ensign Roe Laren. Roe Laren? When we run out of material, which uh, we never will, uh-huh, uh-huh. we should do an... It can't uh, happen, it literally. No, ever, never. Uh, but we should do an episode where we rank the uh, the Admiral's douchery from like 1 to 100. Oh, I don't hate that idea at all. Yeah. I was prepared to not like something you were going to say, Andy. You always I are. judged a book by Andy. This guy Cliff Potts was in... Uh, Hang on, is this a claim to fame? No, it's not a claim to fame because I don't remember. But I do remember the show he was in, and I'm curious if you did. I'm, no, there's no way you did. Uh, Tales of the Gold Monkey. <laughs> it was Isn't it? basically right on the heels of Raiders. <laughs> and they were like, oh, let's make a show that's like that. Oh, Except no, it was terrible. I don't remember it. <laughs> Which is clearly like they're they're going off of the 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 statue in the in the opening sequence. Right. But I still watched it. And? and uh, it was probably not good, as I remember it. I remember the shrine of the silver monkey on Legends of the Hidden Temple on Nickelodeon. Uh, So what do you think of this uh, Ro Laren hubbub that's coming in here? I love it. I really uh, like how the character's set up, and I, I feel I like, like this how they're, is... all their uh, these guys their their britches getting a bunch here. Ro, what? Wait, on my ship? No, whoa, Ro. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, they do overplay it a little bit. It's ridiculous. From the Wellington. What do we? The what did she do same. again? I forget. We'll find out. In <laughs> all minutes. right, very good. Shall I tell there's been some mistake? Stop <laughs> uh, Captain. On. I wrote the orders. I thought she might be valuable to you. That's another perfect example of the of the comm system deciding when to to mute him. She's Bajoran. There are other Bajorans in Starfleet. Assign one of them. I've discussed this situation with her, and I am convinced that she is the right one for this job. After what happened on Garan Two, she has no business serving on any starship, let alone the flagship, my ship. You're taking her, Captain. It's been arranged. tell you how difficult it was to get her out of prison. Nobody likes her. It's that important to you. It's that important to the mission. So, you know, we set up this character. This, first of all, I found this to be crazy, this whole take off your Bajoran earpiece. That Riker like, would do it? That Riker would say that when Worf's running around with a fucking Klingon baldry on his That's uniform. Really and like... You know, they never, they don't. Yeah. It's Starfleet. It's a place of acceptance. A hundred percent. And everyone living together. So this felt to me it's very like, strange. Hey, take off that Bajoran thing. <laughs> I love, I love Frakes's. Uh, I mean, look. I guess you could just, you know, Frakes's, I mean, business commander look. Which so, he, like, he shoots, you know, his eyes get narrow and. He's definitely. He does it to, he does it to Barkley. Frakes has hilarious, a, hilar- a bunch of hilarious modes. Some are the totally bemused at whatever's yeah. going yeah. on and the, yeah, the, the hard ass uh, lieutenant commander is, is a hilarious <laughs> shade. Ensign Roe Laren reporting is ordered, Commander. You will follow Starfleet uniform code aboard this ship, Ensign. Even like how she turns her head, just in a kind of like, well, I, here, I, there, there, I'm taking it off, see? We just need to see it. <laughs> Michelle, could you move that towards the, thank you. 
<laughs> How beautiful. How and beautiful. The most beautiful crewman in Starfleet, Ensign. Um, uh, disagree. Disagree. Look at Jonathan Frakes here. Come on. Look at that hair. Look at that wisp going. <laughs> Look at that hair just going. Boom. Uh, she's got some competition. I'll give you that. Performance from her. I would expect nothing less. Won't be for long, Will. Come. I uh, talked to Jonathan a couple last last week. At some point, he called. I would love to, to get check to in. Yeah. And uh, I think this week he might be working. You know what I mean? They don't. Oh, on Discovery. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. <gasps> yes, Ensign Lauren, please. Sit on down. Picard. I'm just saying. <gasps> The Bajoran custom has a family you know, name first, the individual's name second. I am properly addressed as Ensign Rowe. Oh, shit. So, wait. So, Rowe is her last name. Is her first name? I don't know. I yeah, they, they flip it around. Yeah. So, you'd be like Ensign Andy. Yeah, that would seem silly. <laughs> to you. Yes. But I like how Picard's like, oh, sorry. Sorry, I didn't know. No, there's no <laughs> But even then, he's kind of... It's an old... Sorry, I didn't know. Custom. Most Bajor these days accept the distortion of their names in order to assimilate. I like that. You know, because it's been 40 years. <laughs> Not like generations. They're like living memory for a lot of people. That, that would happen, though, if a, if a culture had was nah, assimilating for 40 years and people were like, you know, it can happen instantly as long as they feel like it's in their interest. Mm. I'm not on the, that's the side of that assimilation, but... I wish he was camera. Riker's <laughs> leaning forward in his chair. <laughs> he's leaning in her face. Go, like, hey, you believe this shit? Like, to anyone who will listen. Yeah. You believe in this shit? Yeah. I'm fully <laughs> See aware what's happening? of Starfleet record. And your problems in other ships. And the incident at Garon 2 that led to your court martial. And I'm concerned about your presence on this delicate mission. I don't want to be here any more than you want me to be here, sir. Then why did you take this assignment? <laughs> Such a weird scene. Everyone's petulant uh -huh. in the scene. Everyone is angry <laughs> and like, hmm, well, why'd you do this? Why did you want to be here? I don't want to be here either, Captain. <laughs> so true. I don't want you here. I don't either. I didn't want to be here. <laughs> it's a, it's a, Anybody want snacks? It's no. A, it's a ping pong of the same emotion. It's It, it, it begs like... Um, uh, Data walking in the door, seeing what's happening, and slowly walking out backwards. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll leave you be. Giving a look. Candid. It's better than prison. Better than prison. There are officers who wait years to serve on this ship. Being called. <laughs> very angry. Back into so Starfleet was not my idea. Nor ours. Nevertheless, we will all be serving together. Commander Riker and I have expectations of Captain, I know the routine. Interrupting him. You don't have to worry about me. We're stuck with each other. So let's just get this over with as quickly as possible and go our own separate ways, okay? Can you believe that? Oh, did you see that? I don't think she wants to be here. I don't want her here. It is the flagship. I mean, Rest. come on. <laughs> like the dismissed, like, oh boy, dismissed. <laughs> you get it. Uh, two side things I forgot. Yeah. Uh, there's no cure for the common cold in the future, still. Seems like uh, 
Come yeah, on, Starfleet. Come on, Federation. Get it together. And the other thing that was in that Admiral scene, he did that thing that you hate where it's like... Uh, John Luke. Yeah. <laughs> calls him Picard, and then he says, John Luke. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we establish a relationship outside of this uniform. Federation has had several dealings with him. I met Holtz at a symposium. Oh, Worf. Uh, this might be awkward, but... I kind of need you to take off your Klingon baldry. I made a big thing with this new ensign. And if she sees you, she's going to know I was fucking with her. Uh, later later on today, I'll say, all right, you both can have back your yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'll do. A few years ago. What can you tell us about him, Doctor? I found him to be a very concerned leader and a good spokesman for his people. And a terrific dancer. No, really, I, I'm serious. He switched to be uh, I had a reception afterwards. At least this man has Now, was this when she was married? Or is this post when she was married? Did she hook up with uh, Kaz Holza? I don't know. Andy is subtext. It's unclear of how many years ago it was. Somebody dig up some fan fiction. Could have been. Or just write some new. Can you imagine? Beverly's such a good dancer. If this guy's a good dancer, they must have really like uh, owned that dance floor. Do you know why I think Michelle Forbes uh, ultimately decided not to keep being on the show? What? She just uh, her arms hurt from having them constantly folded and rolling her eyes in the back of her head. <laughs> she had to protect her inner space. It's really, maybe it's a Bajoran stance. The move, and that's yeah. a big advantage on this mission. Very well, Mister Data, will you contact Horsa? Arrange a meeting, sir. That's what I would love to ask. Ensign Franks, on or off the record. The star system, you'll take the co- is why did why did Michelle Forbes not continue on the show? I'm sure she just wanted to go act in other things. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> But I think there's another story. Okay. Is there a problem, Ensign? <laughs> You're wasting your time. Tulsa is nobody. He's the token Bajoran that respectable people invite to symposiums and diplomatic soirees. But he has no... He sweeps some medical person off their feet, <laughs> gets all the information he needs. And next thing Don't you know, you she's got an illegitimate son who's in Starfleet. ...martyr themselves... <laughs> They don't want to talk. Well, this ship is prepared to defend itself if necessary. Oh, it will be. That's don't the calmest. <laughs> Ironically, Worf is the one who's totally calm in this episode. You know, whatever they need, I can do. <laughs> I mean, I'm, we can protect ourselves if we need to. Job, it's fine. It's, you know, we could walk into this. It could be a trap. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope that you're mistaken, Anson. But can you point us at the right individual, as Mr. Data suggested? I would go to the camp on the southern continent of Valo too. Find a man named Kiev Falor. He has no diplomatic experience. And he won't ask you to dance. Oh, shut it, Beverly. Would you dance if I asked you to dance? You can dance Captain with Kelsholzer. Uh, supplemental Captain's Log here. That's fun, huh? I'm currently walking I read across the, the planet's the... surface. There seems to be a lot of hay <laughs> just placed about. Um, also, I'm not sure that any of these things do anything. Ancient Bajoran civilization in my fifth grade reader. They were architects and artists, builders and philosophers when humans were not yet standing erect. Now I see how history has rewarded them. This is the this is the first time we see Bajorans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, 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 nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Hey, you look cold. Here's my uniform. Now, is this established that those are jackets? This used to be me. 
Uh, is it established that they Prior are jackets? The fe- the female ones are jackets. The little the little sleeveless t-shirts are adorable. Um, and the jackets are pretty nice too. But well, I mean, you get sleeveless Picard in in First Contact when he takes his off. Oh, I don't remember that. Um, <clears throat> sleeveless Picard. That's a good. That's a good name for one of the uh, the side novels. Balika, Balik, Balik, Balika, Balik, Balik. I keep saying this word. No one has told me what it means. <laughs> Balik. No? All right. Ice cream. Please Ice cream. Meet with us, Mr. Keeve. You honor me by the proper use of my name, Captain. Ensign Rowe has educated me. Continuity. The top of Ensign Rowe's uniform that she gives a little girl turns from a pullover-type garment to a jacket. Also, Rowe's communicator badge goes from the jacket to her shirt without her having to move it. Oh, I just assumed she had another one underneath. She? Did she really? You thought people had doubled up? Oh. Uh, she When she takes it off, it's I not on her shirt? Remember. On her jacket? I no. don't know. Let not me show you our cap. On her shirt. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> flubs and Worf, blunders. do you have a sleeveless shirt under there? <laughs> no. No, I do I, not either. I'm completely We are not a violent race, Captain. Like a true Klingon warrior. Uh, so, Andy, what did you think of these bajors? I like the I like the vibe of it so far. I can see why they extended it um, uh, endlessly. Seems oh. to have never ended. I mean, if if Michelle Forbes was in Deep Space Nine, we wouldn't well, be in a was, situation where I'd never be, seen any. She was supposed to be Kira. I assume so. That was the character. Was I mean, be, it was going to be. She was going to be the. You know, <sighs> it's a real ripoff. Who's got ripped off? I did. Andy yeah. Secunda got ripped off. You'll you'll enjoy Nana Visitor. I will contact you when I have any information that might be of assistance to you. Ensign? This is the other stance. Hands behind the back, arms crossed. You were helpful. The blankets were helpful. Nothing I said mattered. In an age when their technology should be able to clothe and feed all of them. They should live like this. I couldn't, and I wouldn't. That's one reason I ran away. Ensign Rowe got fancy taste. They're lost, defeated. I will never be. Back to the arms crossed. Yeah, I mean, look, it's hard to introduce a pouty character like this. Although I did enjoy the fact that she said no to these two. That's great. Do you mind if we join you? <laughs> so happy. Is that her only yes. line? Uh, Crusher? No, the other one. Troy. Troy. Tell you one uh, I don't know. If I ever find myself on an away team with Ensign Row, I won't turn my back on her. He's also pouty. Perhaps the captain felt she'd be valuable on the mission. <sighs> that was orders. Had to be. She doesn't belong here. She doesn't even belong in the uniform, as far as I'm concerned. Really? Really. Sounds like someone I'd like to know. Excuse me. I hate people from Starfleet. <laughs> uh, look, is it? That's what I think. Uh, Pillar always wrote Guinan the best. Oh yeah, no, this is it's such a great portrayal of Guinan. However, I mean, I lo- I love it, and it makes sense that she would be the one that would turn Picard's perspective on Ensign Rowe. Yes, but it is like 
they're not using Troy in the one way that Troy should be used, where she senses what's actually going, that there is a conflict inside of Ensign Rowe. And, yeah, but also, and like... she emotionally but, turns But it. think about it, though. Like, you think... I like the shortcut of, like, let's not have to have Troy convince Picard. Because it seems like, as we've established now, you know, yesterday's Enterprise uh, chief among them. Um... It seems like all Guinan has to do is go to Picard and say, look, this is not right. Yeah. We have to fix this. It's definitely... And Picard goes, there's no evidence here, but I believe you. It's definitely uh, an effective plotting short shortcut, but I, I just feel like it points so much towards who's the one person on ship that would know that something else was going on inside of Roe besides what she was presenting. Mm-hmm. And it's Troy. But of course there's conflict. This is less about that, I think. Less about the internal conflict of Roe and more about the uh, getting to know her and sort of, you know, I, th- I I feel like it was more of like a, I want to do this, but I know it's not right, which I don't get that vibe that it is. Then I'd say, yeah, sure, Troy, but. Isn't that, that's what it is with, with Renson Rowe. She's in deep conflict in this episode. Yeah, but like, it's not like Troy conflict. It's more like. Pajoran bullshit. Political yeah. issues. Strife. Yes. Who, who are you? My name is Guinan. I tend bar and I listen. Huh. You heard anything interesting? Everyone's talking about you. Heard anything interesting? I don't know how you got your communicator badge on uh, well, your shirt. It's all true. I believe truth is in the eye of the beholder. What if she uh, ordered a big salad? Isn't that supposed to be... You know, Seinfeld? She's the one. She's the girl. She's George's girlfriend. Oh, that's right. Big salad. They say you never told the true story of Gallon 2. They also say you didn't defend yourself at your... It was only a half gallon, not Gallon 2. Oh, my God. Hi. I'm going to eject you into space. (laughs) Wordplay with that. We never got that sound cue. Nobody ever made a theme for that. (laughs) So you sit alone in a crowded room staring at your drink. I think you enjoy it. I enjoy it? Well, you work so hard at torturing yourself. That's what I respect most about her. Who are you? Well, Andy, you, you don't have to work hard. I'm dying. <laughs> no, it comes easily I to me. Bar and I listen. Well, you're not like any bartender I've ever met before. These are these these this, these not couple not like that I would have gotten rid of. I've ever met sure. Before. But that sounds like the beginning of a very interesting friendship. I don't stay anywhere long enough to make friends. Too late. You just did. Excuse me. Wait a second, it takes two to agree to that. Oh. <laughs> well, but I'm not your friend. Oh, Reach Darn. to Ensign Rowe. I like that, I like that she kind of softens there. Yeah. Like, she well, maybe I do like Ensign. this lady. Thank you. Thank you. Well, here we go. Here's where we start to find out what's happening. Your report, Ensign. Everything is going exactly as you predicted, Admiral. Achoo. I wonder how many different 
um, spins because that that take is clearly like I've got something over on these guys and I'm pleased about it, which is not really where she emotionally is. So they just leaned into it to fool us. And I wonder if they did a couple of takes where she was more tortured and a couple of takes where she was like annoyed at him. And I was like, everything's going exactly the way you said, Admiral. That kind of a deal. And here we are. Let's see. Oh, love this. He's fully strapped, Andy. He's oh, got yeah. phaser, tricorder, and jacket. Is that because he's going Locking the out or coming back? Very likely why they chose this moon for their right, base going, operations. They're going down. Yeah. We're on a timetable here. Where's Rowe? Worf and Riker must be very uncomfortable that Picard has to be involved in all this Computer down on the planet. Sure. He also probably uh, is jealous Check of the jacket. The log. That's probably true. It's interesting that both uh, Shelby and Roe have the same sir. move of going down to the planet before Any everybody else. The meeting site? No, sir, they didn't show up. What My two favorite characters. Prepare to transport us to the same here. location Ensign Roe beamed to. Mr. Wolf, phasers. Mr. Wolf, get out your pew pew. We're in a cave. I'm picking up molecular displacement traces. That suggests movement in this area during the last 10 hours. See if we can determine that direction. Standard search pattern. Maintain tricorder security link. Mr. Wolf, you come with me. Hey, Troy's on the away mission? Yeah, why is Troy there? Oh, because it's a diplomatic mission. Diplomatic community. Diplomatic community. Captain, acknowledge. There's a Dated line. to Picard. There's a line for you. Dated to Worf. <laughs> this is this weirdly structured, this sequence. But then we follow, we follow Data and Troy, and then we come back, and everybody else is already taken prisoner. It's a little odd. You I mean it works, but it's just like. Well, I'd rather see that than. It's uh, odd that we don't follow Picard. Well, that then that would be like, well, what does Worf do? Wouldn't Worf protect him? Yeah, I guess so. I don't want to pay for phaser effects. We're sure. already on this outdoor shoot. Speaking with Rolara, I decided that it was. And she's done us both a disservice. I'm committed to peace. I am not at all interested in peace. I am not convinced that you are either. Captain, I did not come here to undermine this mission. Whatever your motives, you've already done enough to damage these negotiations. I came here to convince these people to listen to you. I didn't want this to end in bloodshed. There would be no bloodshed. You don't know all the facts, sir. And perhaps you would share them with me, Ensign. All is not what it seems to be, Captain. Perhaps someone is using you to get to me. Perhaps you are a victim of this deception as well. I do not know. Would you like some piping hot tea? to seek out the Majoran terrorists who destroyed the Federation settlement on Salarian 4. Yes. As I have informed Romarin, it was not the Majora. <gasps> the music. It indicates he's telling the truth. Yeah, just don't. Whatever. On Cardassian targets, why should we believe him about Salarian 4? He has no reason to lie. He fears our reprisal. I perceive no fear or deception from him. That's why she was there. If they did not attack Solarian 4, then who did? 
And why would anyone want to falsely implicate Excuse the Wolf? Is that uh, saying you're wearing? Draw draw <laughs> just that. Regulation? I mean, I'm sorry to stop the conversation here, guys. It's just he. This guy made a big deal about my earring, and uh, huge deal. Like, I mean, you wouldn't even believe it in front of the transporter chief. Uh, so I'd like to maybe get a little clarity here, Captain, since you're here as well. Um, what's going on? <laughs> I wonder why Troy was so annoyed there. Do not leave this ship without authorization. Captain, I'm sorry, but I... This is not a discussion. You're restricted to your quarters for the remainder of this mission. Dismissed. She's mad. Looks like I sent to her room. I know. She's going to sit in the dark just to show him. No. What? Room service. Hello. It's me, Guinan. I brought you the big I'm the salad. bartender. I talk. I really don't feel like talking right now. And I serve drinks. Come on, sure you do. Why is it every time I tell you something, you tell me I mean the exact opposite? It's a game. Because you're yeah. one of those people who's got their poles reversed. Do you want to talk about it? It's nothing you can help me with. Well, how do you know until you try? Look, I got myself into this. I'm just trying to figure a way out. That's all. I like she does the cross like that. Without anyone getting killed this time. It's not Starfleet. Well, how, how else would you sit on a bed, Andy? You can sit with your feet off the side. Nah. <laughs> you wouldn't sit there with your legs crossed like that, would you? Well, I'm not uh, Ensign Rowe. <laughs> You know what I mean? There you go. Ensign Row would do it. Seems like everybody's just pulling my strings, you know, like I've got no control. Pull I the get drinks. it, sister. Pull the strings. <laughs> this isn't a great one, this episode. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, no, us. Uh, yeah, well, look, we're just kicking the rust off, bud. <laughs> is that what it is? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Getting back into it? Yeah. I don't I'm, know. I'm running around. <laughs> Quoting Michael, uh, quoting uh, Landau there yeah. uh, in uh, Ed Wood <laughs> with the pull the strings. Things she'd Good like time. to talk to you about. Ensign Rowe has been confined to her quarters. Well, she can go back to her quarters when she's done. Guinan, I don't know why you're involved in this, but... She's my friend. He's really staring at her like, what? Am I supposed to care? Please sit down. Guinan is very selective about whom she calls a friend. Used to be just me. <laughs> Sir, when I finish telling you what How I have close you, are you guys? You I'm hang out all the time? Back in the stockade one way or the other. And if that's the way it has to be, then... I just can't do this anymore. What can you not do anymore, Ensign? Admiral Kennelly came to me in prison and told me he'd arrange to get me out if I'd go on a mission. I know that part. No, sir, not this mission. One for him and only him. You were being sent to talk, to negotiate. The Admiral knew that was hopeless. My job was to give Orta an incentive. What kind of incentive? 
one that you couldn't offer? One that Starfleet couldn't offer? Orta was to end the terrorism against the Federation and return with his people to the camps. In exchange, he would get weapons, ships, things that would really make a difference against the Cardassians in the future. I find that impossible to believe. That Admiral Kennelly would consider supplying weapons to the terrorists? If you ask him, he'll deny it. But it's true. I didn't leave the ship without authorization, Captain. I received it from the Admiral last night. You have been in contact with Admiral Kennelly during this mission? Yes, sir. The subspace law can confirm that part of it at least. I think this is great. Yeah, I agree. It's such a hard thing for a person to deal with. And, like, everybody's turned against her. And this is a legitimate internal conflict of Admiral sending you on a secret mission. Meanwhile, Picard is the more honorable one. What do you do? violation of everything that the Federation stands for. Even you cannot be blind to that. No, sir, I'm not. But this was something I had to do. You see, Captain, when I was seven years old, I was given a piece of sugar candy. And I was led by a Cardassian into a room where my father was sitting. And he looked at me with eyes I'd never seen. The Cardassian began to ask him questions. And during the next two hours, as I was forced to watch, my father was tortured until he died. Okay. And I remember feeling... <laughs> entire so strings Well, my dad made wine. <laughs> <laughs> we all got issues. I was issues. ashamed of him for being weak. I was ashamed of being Bajoran. Later, I began to understand how misguided those feelings were. And, and yet, somehow, they have remained a part of me. I don't want to be ashamed of my heritage any longer, Captain. I serve the Federation. But I am Bajoran. Starfleet Admiral presented me with an opportunity to help my people in their fight against the Cardassians. I had to accept. I love this. This is a great characterization. And maybe more than a lot of the other Are characters have. To well, I think uh, given that all the other characters we know were introduced in the in the pilot in the pilot gene times. Yeah. You know. It's gonna be Seemingly, you'd get more and more interesting characters to come along because they can do more stuff. I mean, I guess we know who all the characters are, and, and Worf has a lot of this kind of juicy conflict in his past. Um, but uh, it's just, just really well drawn right out of the gate, in my opinion. In Andy Secunda's opinion. Which is the only opinion that matters. At, at this, For this half of the show, yes. The other half of the show would be Myra's opinion. Have you made this offer to Orta? No. After he told me the Bajora had an attack Solarian 4, nothing made sense anymore. I decided to wait until I could figure out what was going on. That was a wise choice, Ensign. It probably saved you from another court-martial. Have you, you been... briefed Admiral Kennelly since... Would you been court-martialed if the Admiral... This was her, the Admiral's orders? 
kind of a weird statement. Uh, I think it's uh, from like Picard being like, "You violated orders on my ship. I would court-martial you separately." Right. That would be totally uncool. For funsies, though. you know. Yeah, that would be cool. No. Just following the animal's orders. I think a lot of what he does is like, "Not cool, dude." Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> it's true, but it's, what is she going to do? What would you do, Matt? You're on a, Some admiral pulls you aside and goes, Matt, I want you to do this entire thing that's going to piss off Picard and uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, all right. You're in charge. They have to listen to the uh, other guy. I want to ask your dad. Oh, God. His dad's in the other room. He was talking about Shelby. Somehow that came up immediately. Yeah. She said that you were her friend. He made a snide comment that Starfleet wasn't military. Very, very true. It's very true. It wasn't mil- snide. It was Do you think accurate. That Porter would cooperate with us to determine the truth here. I think I can persuade him to. Good. Our orders were to find him, to bring him back to the camps, anywhere we could. Perhaps that's exactly what we should do. And then what? And then watch what happens. All right, so he's got a plan. Fun. And it is... Uh, love it. I love, cool when Picard has a, love when Picard has a plan that comes together. <laughs> oh, I did it. It's moving along the border, heading 142 Mark 051. Can you identify the class of those ships, Mr. Wolf? No. Cardassian warships? Gal- class Type 3. Top of the line. They are moving into a course parallel to our own, Captain. Yellow alert. Yellow has Continue nothing to, to do with Galorndon, right? Ensign Row. What's the closest we come to the No. Cardinal? As we know, Galorndon Corps literally is only mentioned that one time, thanks yeah. to the Memory Alpha article that only says <laughs> what is contextually available to you in that scene. <laughs> yep. The border at our current heading to Valo 3. 13,400 kilometers, sir. ETA? Eight minutes. I like that they put her right at helm. Seven minutes, 40 seconds, actually, sir. Data, That's shut up. I think the, the Bajoran ship is a little dumb course, looking. Sir. They are crossing the border. They are increasing Oh, the old-timey Bajoran ship? Yeah, I guess it's supposed to be old. Yeah. What do you think of these Cardassians? I think that they're asymmetrical. This guy's face is asymmetrical in a weird way that the other Cardassians aren't. I think if we brought his hair up a little bit, yeah, maybe. Uh, Seems like they rushed him through the makeup chair. This is Captain Jean Luc Picard of the Federation. It's all right. You're only going to be on a 19 foot screen. <laughs> well, now that we have established our mutual goodwill, what's on your mind? We have identified the Bajoran ship you are escorting as a terrorist carrier. Terrorist carrier? You certain? Most certain, Captain. It has committed many crimes against us. We know it's... This is an interesting bit of trivia, Andy. Originally, the Romulans were to appear in the episode as Bajor's aggressors. Uh-huh. Slash occupiers. Rick Berman felt the Romulans were being a little overused and inspired by their recent introduction in The Wounded. Remember the Chief O'Brien and his captain episode? Sure. He suggested, why not the Cardassians? That probably decided the entire direction of uh, Deep Space Nine. Of the universe. Of the universe. Of the known Star Trek universe. Although I would argue... That he's wrong. They weren't overused. They were underused, the Romulans. Yeah, but it's like, how many times do you want the Romulans to be doing this kind of thing? All the times? Well, they're a good characters. They're a good race. What is the distinction between the Romulans the and the Cardassians? Thing, what do you mean? Like, in terms of their, their 
culture, their their like drives and stuff, you know. Like they're they're both kind of shifty, right? They're both sort of oppressors. I think it's more like the Romulans are dastardly. No, hang the on. Cardassians are dastardly. This is my point. It should have been the Klingons. <laughs> or the Andorians. When Admiral Kennelly calls, I'll speak to him. The Andorians you never hear anything from. Or some rogue Vulcans. I don't know. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Kennelly out. <laughs> Who cares? This is Star Trek, Matt. What are you talking about? Star Trek. Who cares? Says, but <laughs> it's not a segment anybody wants. Cardassians can't find them. But maybe the Federation can. I'm beginning to see that our mission has, in fact, been to expose Orta so that the Cardassians can move in and destroy him. I think you've lost your perspective, Captain. We'll discuss this further when you return. For now, I'm giving you a direct order to withdraw. Kenley out. Playing into Picard's hand perfectly. Seven mark one zero two so one. So smart. This is the I thing. See. I love it. I love when they set it up. And He's it's like, oh, so how is he going to get around this? And it's just perfect, perfect brinksmanship and and conning by Picard. So satisfying. The I like the Cardassian ships. The Bajoran vessel, Captain. All present course. They're not as impressive as any of the Romulan or Klingon ships, though. Is that what they look like in Deep Space Nine, or do they change them? The ship. No, I mean, there That's are other destroyed. ships, but those are your standard Cardassian warships. Subspace mm. signal coming in. Now I'm going back on it. I think they're bored. Admiral Kennelly. On screen. It is on a secured channel, sir. In your ready room? No. Here. On screen. Love it. There's also a shot when he says, Report. if you... Oh, maybe it's here. I like this move by Picard. Yeah. On screen. In your ready room, sir? No, no. Oh, yeah. Go I love ahead. that. Yeah, it makes him, makes him do it in front of everybody. Cardassians have destroyed the Bajaran ship, Admiral. All hands lost? No, sir. Survivors? No, sir. No one was on board. What are you talking about? The ship was controlled from the ground. Communication was handled through a subspace relay on the vessel. I fooled you. This was your idea, Picard? Actually, no. It was Ensign Rowe's idea, but I fully endorsed it. I suspected that something like this might occur. They're terrorists, damn it. Why in the hell would you want to protect them? Admiral, I am more concerned with protecting the honor and integrity of Starfleet. Do you know how many of our people they killed on Salarian 4? The Bajorans did not attack Salarian 4. I told you that. Orta? Yes. And you believed him? Admiral, Orta's ships are old and obsolete. They don't even have warp capabilities. They couldn't have reached another star system, let alone attacked one. Then who is responsible? I suggest that you ask your friend, the Cardassian liaison, Admiral. The only explanation I can think of is that the Cardassians staged it. The Cardassians? Why? <laughs> Perhaps they were hoping to find someone in Starfleet. I don't understand. Admiral. But maybe they were using different ships. Bajaran problem for them. Bajaran. Bajaran. That guy. 
don't you take your common cold and get out of here? I'm not sure. A hearing, certainly. Probably a court-martial. Well, if he gets sent to the stockade on Jaros too. So who are they talking about? Orta? Who are they talking about? The the admiral? What's happening? The the late the the liaison. What will happen to him? I'm not sure. A hearing, certainly. Probably a court-martial. Well, if he gets sent to the stockade on Jaros too, tell him to request a room in the east wing, the west wing. Why are they court-martialing the admiral? He was acting on bad information. Yeah, I guess that's true. But he was sort of, he was not acting in an appropriate Starfleet. Yeah, right. But I don't know. Who were they talking about then? It sounds like the Admiral. They are. Yeah. yeah. Leave them further duty. I can certainly arrange it, but I'd like you to consider remaining in Starfleet. You're not serious. Mm-hmm. I think it will be a shame yeah, for Starfleet to lose someone of your potential. Well, thank you, Captain. But this uniform just doesn't fit, and you know it. That can change. Especially the jacket. <laughs> I don't think so. I've noticed qualities in you that could be harnessed, molded. Don't count on it. I think you've got a great deal to learn from Starfleet. I always thought Starfleet had a lot to learn from me, Captain. That's an attitude that I've found common among the best officers I've ever served with. Well, you're not one of them yet, but you could be if you work at it. That's an interesting challenge. And I rarely refuse an interesting challenge. There would have to be one condition. Condition? I think that she... Where did she, what, where did she keep this? <laughs> where did she have this in her... <laughs> Shit in her hand the whole time. They gotta have pockets. <laughs> Picardo Enterprise. He is pleased as punch. Up. Leave the earring. <laughs> he wants, he no. wants one of the earrings. I love the long shot, the wide shot, and then they beam out. Sure. Well, there you go, everybody. I love it. Bronson Canyon, looking great. Can we go there? Sure. Is that the thing near UCB? Bronson Canyon is, is that far away. Yeah, it is. Bronson Canyon. Oh, I gotta to the, go to the. I gotta see it. Yeah, really, just walk in the foot foots of admirals. I what? wonder if Michelle Forbes is still there. She probably could be. I mean, there's a chance. She could hike it on weekends. What a great character. So far, sure. I mean, you're just judging this character by one episode, Andy. That's not like you. It's not like you to make snap. It's not like you make snap judgments. <laughs> I really like it. Uh, cool. If they kept the show, if they kept this character on the uh, on the air, we I might have watched every episode after this and then gone back. That's what happened with seven and nine. I watched the beginning of so, Voyager and I was like, Ugh. so weird. And then you are so weird. They put her on and I was like, oh my goodness, I want to watch this. And then I love the character also. Andy, they're so all sort of the someone same. Who decide, d- despises uh, market research? And uh, <laughs> no, I'm 100. percent They did no, no. the thing that they're doing. It worked. worked perfectly on me. But I will say they're all similar. They're both kind of similar characters, which is like kind of outsiders and badasses uh, and broken ladies that Andy wants to fix also that <laughs> alright um anyhow here we go
Just remember that this podcast is free. We did it, everybody. <laughs> Do we have to choose somebody? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, look, if you ask me, it's uh, Ro Laren. It's Ro Laren, without question. She comes up with a plan. She, she, she figures out her way through the diplomatic problems. Way to go, Ensign Laren. Oh my goodness! I'd give her two points myself if I could. Two 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 MVC awards. I don't know. However, it works. She I would might, give her maybe she'll earn a couple more uh, awards this season. You never know, Andy. It's true. Could be uh, exciting stuff. Uh, now uh, it's time for the all important uh, secundas. The Andes, or some other method of ranking. We're working on it. We're not working on it. We've decided it's the Andes. We sure have. I tried to make my wife raid our baby out of Andes. On the scale of Andes. <laughs> <laughs> on the, sure, she must have received that on, one warmly. On, a, on Excellent Adventure. It was very funny. Honey, what did I... I forget what it was that I tried to make you rate on a scale of Andes. Oh, yeah. Was it something about Henry? Yeah, it was something about our son. But I asked you how many Andes you'd give it. She, she oh, no, no, no. You're afraid of podcasts? She reacted. We can't do Andy's on Excellent Adventure. We can't cross the streams. And I said, everyone loves Andy. Let's. We have to rate everything on Andy's. It didn't work for me. Well, there you go. <laughs> she shrugged and walked away. Convenient timing, by the way, because we're about to give Andy's to this episode. We sure are. And uh, Introduction of the Bajorans. Yeah. Uh, Andy's favorite character, Ro Laren. Yeah. A uh, lot, lot of stuff here. Uh, I think some a little poutiness in the beginning from all the characters. Um, I think the structure of the political plot is really well done and sharp. It's sound. I think the con that he builds to uh, fool the admiral is perfect. Love that. This is this is classic Picard. Uh, you know, you know, diplomacy, gamesmanship, like, gamesmanship, brinksmanship, just so well handled. Cool. I give it. An eight point five. Wow! I know it's high, Andy. That is, and high. I know I'm blinded. But that's okay because that's, I love Michelle Forbes. I, I, but uh, I, I give it a, uh, I give it a seven. Dead even seven. Dead even seven. Um, and part of it is the uh, introduction of the Bajorans. It's a historically important episode for us as Star yeah. Trek fans. Uh, but uh, really, a lot of it is for the uh, introduction of Mott the Barber. Yeah. Ro Laren. Sure. The Bajorans. Yeah. And. So so important. Uh, Picard's aunt's cure for the common cold. I mean, I mean, those are four things introduced in this episode. There's just one thing uh, I'd like to do. Uh, oh, Mary? She's gone. She's with our baby. Oh, I wanted to do a cameo with Mary. <laughs> oh, she'd be thrilled. <laughs> oh, she deserves her cameo. What's that? We're, well, we're trying to wrap up. We're like minute, a minute or so from the end. Well, you know, we have to read all these patrons, Andy. We have to read. Oh, right, the, the patrons. That's I forgot take a that. while because we owe a lot from April. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Well, maybe we'll have Mary read some of them, hmm, or we could read just, it. What now? if I just left this podcast going with you two? Yeah, and I left and went to go get Bo. Well, I can guarantee you that technically something will go wrong, but yeah, I'm happy to try. True. 
Very true. Mary, <laughs> do you have anything to say to all of your fans and the face group and everybody? Well, I do. Hello, fellow TNCers. How are you all? I told you it was coming back. Just patience. <laughs> just patience. <laughs> People wanted to know if it was coming back. Well, they were getting a little anxious, but they understood completely right, sure, that baby you came. had a new baby. Uh, yep, yep. And he's a beautiful baby, everyone, and I've got lots of love and time. Well, in, so. Andy, I think I have uh, a question that my mother can probably answer. How many, how many Andys would you give our baby? Oh, oh I've, I mean, ten plus. Ten plus. Ten plus. No problem using the Andy scale right there. Yeah, no, she just yeah. No, nope. that see, that Dor- Dory was resisting it. Oh, Dory was heck no. Ten plus that baby gets. Would you say it's the MVB? You know what? <laughs> I, I think we could do that, Andy. <laughs> I enjoy that. Yes, yes. Uh, Mom, who's your favorite Star Trek character? Oh, my favorite. Star- yeah. Everyone on the podcast and face group and everyone knows Jonathan Frakes, William Commander Riker. William Riker. Sure. Yes. William T. Riker. You Absolutely. know what the T stands for? Thomas. That's correct. Great job, Mom. Thank you, son. You know where? what state he's from? Um, Alaska. Wow. She is good with her Rikers. Amazing. <laughs> this podcast would be five minutes long if it was the two of you. You would, just, <laughs> you would both agree on all the facts. Yeah. Uh, Mary would understand everything was the happening. Group, the groups actually suggested that you and I do it because Matt was so busy with the new baby. You know what? If he, if he, you know, Andy, he would be delighted. Andy is a little slammed this week, but if he can carve some time out, you guys Listen, can record one. Here we go. We got, uh, what do we got? Silicon Avatar coming up? up next oh, you know Ooh, okay. it's gonna All be a right. good one love it yeah. love it data's uh data 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 second day data centric episode oh is it oh that'll be nice yeah. we haven't we'll, seen one of those in a while we gotta watch the trailer yeah. andy yep that's yeah. right i want to watch the trailer okay do you want right. to uh, thank you mary well, thanks thank mom you, andy go thank you, Matthew. go make sure the baby's alive thank I'm you gonna check on appreciate you uh well there you go andy you got your cameo so nice such a such a genial mom. Oh, is it Silicon Avatar? No, it's not. It's a disaster. I have a much better relationship with your mother than I do with my mother. Why did I think Silicon Avatar was next? Oh, it is. I'm not crazy. Thank God. Uh, Andy and I were talking about switching parents yeah. for a holiday. Yeah, maybe doing a reality a, show about Very it. fun, I think. It's 4th of July. <laughs> I'm with the Secundas. <laughs> or like, you I, you take Easter. My, I can you tell take, you my... You take Easter with my family. I yeah. take Passover with yours. Sure. I can tell you my father would love you to pieces. You're oh. both you're both raconteurs. You would be sharing, big, sharing, swapping stories. Big fan of Secunda. Yeah. Senior. Yeah. Not, you know, I'll t- not this guy. I'll t- oh, you, you always have your own Passover. I'll, I'll be happy to take you to Passover next year. We almost went last year. Oh, yeah. Remember? Your sister was like over, over, over invited or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So put it on the radar for next year. You got it. Well, well now we got a baby. So who wants a baby at a Passover? That, um, there are dogs all over the place. You might as well have Does a that baby. Count? Uh, you can just put the baby on, on one of the dogs. Put a little saddle. Andy, it's time for the trailer for Silicon Avatar. I'm excited. Uh, you haven't watched ahead, have you? No. Okay. It's weird. You don't. You never do watch ahead, do you? I want to keep it fresh in my mind. Well. Uh, trailer here we go 504 an alien killing force attacks in innocent planets it's already killed thousands it will undoubtedly continue to kill unless we stop it but data may possess the secret to its deadly power 
You believe that I lured the entity here? I am accusing you of collaborating with that monster. Now the race is on to stop its path of destruction. I want to try to communicate with it. Gambling with fates on Star Trek: The Next Generation. It's interesting. It kind of, it kind of looks like the. the is it? It kind of looks like the kids' drawings of the thing that Laura made friends with. It is. Oh, it is that. It's the crystalline entity. Oh, neat. I uh, knew a thing. <laughs> that was a that was a very good pull. Uh, so how could I not? How could I not tell you? Yes, you were right. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think that's clear before the cold open. So it's not really a spoiler. That's fine. Um, All my, right, Andy. My desire to be right over overwhelmed my uh, my fear of spoilers. We've got some names to go through. We're going right, to have guys. to go back into the president's circle. Yeah. Everybody, thank you so much. This is where we thank uh, the folks uh, who were kind enough to uh, be, uh, you know, supporters of ours and get extra episodes. Yeah. Uh, we're going to beam back into the president's circle. There we go. It's okay, Andy. Sometimes the transporter doesn't. Up, oh, it kicked it in. All right, nice. Oh, right, Andy. We're right here. So, thank you to Lieutenant Jesse Hendricks. Hey, Lieutenant Derek Hawkins. Thank you. Oh, Claire Powell's. Thanks. Kyle Vester, good to see you. Eric Moan. Hooten Waddle. Wow, Raymond, thank you. Lieutenant Kathleen Guzman. Christopher P. Gill. Kristen Scalisi, got his carbs. Luke Cummins or Cummins, thank you so much. Lieutenant Samuel Ribasel. Ribasel, I Ribicell. believe. Yeah, I think you corrected us. I feel us like that. Past. Amanda Bootwell. There's Kristen Dees. Adam Rogers. Maida, made a fake name. That's <laughs> uh, great. It's great. Every time. Nicholas Frost, thank you. Matuin. Uh, Keith Boy. Oh, hang on. Keith Bodela. And there's Pete Deck. Or Dak no, Pete. Dak, Dak Pete. Pete. There you Ugh. go. You got I'm it. the worst. It's okay. Kim Vilsack's here. And there's Lieutenant Lizzie A. Oh, it's Brett Parsons. Fred Coppersmith. Vanilla Thunder. Sean Ness. Tom Brown. Emily Eldred. Alex Whitehouse. Beth Harrington. Ross McLeod. Lieutenant Hubert Uruchia. Uh, Brandon Uruchia. Davis. Uh, Lieutenant Nate Richmond. Hey, look, it's Paul Brisk, everybody. Um, Lieutenant Jillian Randles. Brett Jarrett's here. Lieutenant John. Josh Ball. Drew Parkinson. Robert Olson. The Kembles. Andrew Wetzel. Merrick Boosfield. Oh, it's Mike Mann. Look at that. Derek Westover. It's Lissy D. Lieutenant Andrew Barrow. Anthony Rideout. Lauren Gleason. Kevin of nine. Tyler Rosewood. Joe Fermanek. Lieutenant Jason Sinclair. Alex F. Stevie Marie Nickel. Mallory Duke. Lieutenant Alan L. It's Doug Atkinson, everybody. And thank you, Jason Luke Tiberius. J- hang on. <laughs> Jason Luke Tiberius Pick Quail and the President. Oh, nice. no. Nice work. Oh, no, yeah. he did it. Lieutenant Patrick Benoit. 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 <laughs> Mark Mitchell. <laughs> Uh, Brian Gullett. Paul Sharp. Catherine Shimmons. Christopher Colbert. Dan Kostelik. Uh, Andrew Ingram. Angel Rivera III. Tish Wheeler. Daniel Perez. David Erickson. Lieutenant Ben Roach. Andrew Prime. Oh, wait. Is that the real Andrew writing in to tell me that you're a replacement? That's Andrew Prime. Pay no attention to that other Andrew. Wait, no. <laughs> Lieutenant Shrikenar. Uh Chris Dybel. Paul Carl. Kelly Coe. 
Charles Kidd. Whoa. Uh, Elizabeth Simpson. Brian Hellman. Scott Gordon. Karen Van Hoff. Veronica Wisely. Kyle Gadd. <laughs> Mike Jones. Scott Burnett. Brett Euler. Amy Giles. Stephen Price. Nicholas Jones. Andrew Moberg. Dean Nettleton. Dean Wilson. Julie Phillips. Uh, Tina Radio. Sandra Mahler. <laughs> <laughs> really leaned on the mom. Mike Gaylord. <laughs> Um, Ron LeBlanc. Oh, Brent, Brent Allard, you skipped, but oh, I didn't. Ryan Darley. Tom Kelsell. Uh, James Baker. Lieutenant Cameron Harris. Frederick Roy. Jonathan Wentz. James Gilly. Martin Hedegaard Peterson. Uh, Jordy has turned on my computers and got syphilis from the Warp Corps. Neil Studd. <laughs> Carolyn Land. Lieutenant Ben McClarty. Chris Nedgewitz. Chris Casimiro. Linnea Thunsell. J.D. Cohen. Uh, uh, Chris Love. Captain Andrew Hook. Captain uh, Ian Buckley. Uh, Christopher Malkowski. Is Andrew Hook trying to get around this whole lieutenant level thing? Like, it's not an cat? official title. We've All established right. this. Sean he can Russell. Call captain, and it's adorable, and everybody in the president circle likes it, but uh, it's a separate issue. Sean Russell. Uh, Lieutenant Luke Morgan Rowe. Diane M. Martin. Lieutenant Robin Larson. Oh, it's Sky Wilson, everybody. And over there is Kelly Newman. And last, but not at all least, is Command Master Chief Robert Garrison. Thank you all so much for participating in the podcast and helping us keep doing the podcast. Got to be honest, if we weren't having people like you, Andy and I would not be recording today. So thank you all so very much for supporting us and keeping us honest and making us do it. Uh, that being said, Andy... I believe we can do a direct beam out into space. Here we go. Follow Star Trek The Next Conversation on social media. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. On Facebook, search for Star Trek TNC and join the face group. Send comments, questions, prime correctives, and anything else to sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a voice hail, call 816-TREK-TNC. That's 816-873-5862. For callers outside of the United States, use country code PLUS1. And don't worry, no one answers the phone. It's only for messages. If you've got something to mail to Matt or Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda. P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California, 90046. And please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content, visit patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Be a lieutenant for only $5 per month or join the President Circle for $17.01 per month.